Welcome to Word of Grace, a local assembly in the Berkshires. Thank you for joining us for this time in the Word. So, this is Psalm 139, verse 1. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. And that should be uh, of great comfort to us tonight because the Lord has searched each and every one of us and he knows us. Verse 2 says, you know my down-sitting. You know the times when I'm down and when I'm really low. And you know my uprising. You know when I'm coming through something and I'm getting to the place where I can begin to rest in you. You understand my thought far off. You compass my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have beset me behind and before. That's how close he is. He's behind us and he's before us. He's behind every single thing with us, behind every single thing that we've gone through. And he's before us, meaning he's not only gone before us, but he goes with us. Then it says, and laid your hand upon me. And that's a comfortable place because do you remember what Jesus said in John beautifully in the 10th chapter in the uh, 27th and 28th verse and 29th, we're in his hand and no man can pluck us out. Why? Because he's, he's behind us. What does that mean? Well, he knew us before any, we knew ourselves or before anyone else knew us. He knew us. He searched out every single thing about us. And he was behind us. Meaning, even some of the bad, evil things that happened to us, but still, he was behind us. Whether we knew it or not, he's, he, he was behind us. And now, he's before us. He's before us is our only provision. He's before us as the one who loves us like no one else can. No one else does. But then it says, and he laid his hand upon me. And that's a beautiful, comforting thing because when God lays his hand on you, in 1 John five eighteen, the wicked one touches you not. And if in Job's case, like in ours, if God allows it, it's only for him, for God to use him to take out of us what would keep God from giving us double blessing, to keep us away from anything that would be other than him. Then it says in verse 6, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. And thank God we don't have to. 
attain unto it because it's already been attained for us. He's already done it. Why? Well, because he's behind us. You know, he was behind us before we were born. And now that we're born, he's before us. Meaning he's right there. He's right there for us. And he'll never leave us nor forsake us in Hebrews 13, 5. So then where will I go from your spirit? Where can we go from him who inhabits eternity? In Isaiah 57, verse 15. Where can we flee from his presence? He's everywhere present. In Jeremiah 16, verse 17. In Jeremiah 23, verse 24. He is everywhere present. Listen, he's everywhere present behind us and before us. And his hand is upon us. And he wants our minds. He wants us to think with the truth and reality of this. Even through every single thing that's going on right now. That's why he really, really has some beautiful things to say to us. Yes, is there a lot of crazy, wicked, evil going on right now? Yes. But hasn't there been for centuries? And that doesn't make it any less right now for us. It doesn't. But one thing is for sure. He's in control. That's what faith dictates to us. That he's in control. When we depend upon him. And that's why he says... In Romans 16, verse 19, he says here, For your obedience is come abroad unto all. And we know that that trust and dependence and his love for us equals obedience. When we depend upon him, And furthermore, we've said several times before, our only ability is his reliability. Without any question. And so he, Paul says, and the Holy Spirit says to us, I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. Because people in this world see your steadfast Faith and dependence on him, which equals obedience. But this is what he says, and this is what God would have us to know. But yet I would have you wise unto that which is good. Understand the goodness of God and make that such a great issue because it is an issue. He's behind you. He's before you. He has his hand on you. And where can you go where he's not behind you, where he's not before you, and where his hand is not on you? If you and I, and we are, in his hand. Then in Psalm 31, verse 15, our times are in his hand. Listen, we were born in this time. We live in this time. And 
are we in this time in his hand? Well, then he would have, have us to be wise unto that good. Because that good that he wants us to be wise to is the goodness that's in him. That is ever towards us. That's why he says, I want you, I would have you to be wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Simple means harmless. Concerning evil. Because one thing's for sure, with all the evil that's going on, and there's plenty of it that's going on, one thing's for sure. In Romans 16, verse 20, this God of peace, listen, the God that has given us peace as to our final destiny, <laughs> heaven. Do we have settled peace about that? That our sins are dealt with? That the old man in Romans 6, 6 is crucified? That all of our sins in Psalm 103, verse 12 are separated as far as the east is from the west? Has Christ finished the work in John 19, verse 30? Has he settled everything between God and us? We have his peace. Ephesians 2, verse 14, he is our peace, who's made both one. Isaiah 26, verse 3, you, God, will keep them in perfect peace. What's perfect peace? The peace that God is and the peace that God is in and the peace that God has. He'll keep us. In perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him, whose whole mindset is, oh yes, lot going on, that's evil, but I'm going to be harmless in the sense of being overwhelmed by it. What I'm going to be overwhelmed with is the wisdom and the goodness of God through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because what we're headed to is this, the God of peace will bruise, will tread, will crush Satan under your feet shortly. That's our promise. That's a promise he's given to us. He's given us this promise. It's all of our promise that he's given us. Our feet. <laughs> That's what Jesus has given us. That's why he put on humanity to become one with us and to give us the God of peace who is very soon to crush him. Has he already been defeated? Has Christ already defeated him? In Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, absolutely. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, Yes. Are we more than conquerors in him? In Romans 8, verse 37, absolutely. Can anyone ever separate us from him, from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus? Romans 8, 35 to 39, absolutely nothing can. Nothing. So should our mind be stayed on that? Because the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is with us. He's with us. His grace is with us. There's no question about it. And that's why he also says this. 
In Romans chapter 12, in verse 19, it says, Dearly beloved. What does it mean to be loved? It means we're loved by God the same way that he loves his son. That's beloved. We're accepted in him. In Ephesians 1, verse 6, we are already accepted in him. We said recently that that is a perfect tense. And a perfect tense in the Koine Greek and in the Greek language is action that was completed in the past that has permanent and abiding, continuous, unstoppable results. Listen, you can't stop us because we're his. That's right. We are not only the untouchable ones in 1 John 5.18, the wicked one touches us not, but we're the unstoppable ones because love has conquered us. That's right. The love of God has conquered us. And we're dearly beloved. And because of that, because we're dearly beloved, we don't have to avenge ourselves. Uh-uh, no. But rather, give place unto wrath. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. What's that mean? God's going to take care of you. Let him take care of it. Listen, he'll take care of it. You can be sure of it, and I can be sure of it. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. I am going to be the one who will repay, and that is Paul, through the Holy Spirit, quoting Deuteronomy 32, verse 35. Vengeance is mine, I will repay. Romans 12, 19, Hebrews 10, 30, Deuteronomy 32, verse 35. He's going to do it. You don't have to try anything to take care of yourself. Oh, no. You know why? Because God is behind you. Who's going to touch you from behind? And God is before you. He's before you. And his hand is on you. And his hand is on us. So therefore, if your enemy hunger, feed him. And if he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Hopefully, the intensity and the fervent heat of God's love and grace will, will have its work in his thinking. Then it says in verse 21, and this is what God wants us to be occupied with. Romans 16, 19, and Hebrews, and Romans 12, 21. Be not overcome of evil. Don't continuously be, your, let your mindset be about all the evil that's going on. Be not overcome of evil. But overcome evil with, look what it says. With good, <laughs> being occupied with Christ. Because very soon, 
Because we're his body, we experience the victory of the ultimate treading of Satan. We read it, remember? Romans 16, verse 20. So don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good in your thinking. Because you're thinking in the mind of Christ in 1 Corinthians 2.16. And we're to let that mind be in. That's in Philippians 2, verse 5. So, back to Psalm 139. So where can we go from his presence? Or where can we flee from his presence? How many have tried to run from him? In our thinking, or literally, if I ascend up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If my experience is the depth of hell, well, who's going to be there with me? If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there. If I, if I take what you give me in, in, in a beautiful morning, but yet I take that beautiful that that you give me, for instance, Lamentations three twenty two and twenty three. His mercies are new every morning. They're beautiful. They're new every single morning. It's be, and that's why we're not consumed. We're not consumed because we're in Christ, the merciful one. But if I take what He gives me in the morning, and I take it and I go right back down into the uttermost parts of the sea, a depth, a deep deep, very intense time. Even there, look at what it says. Even there, your hand, the hand that's on you, that's not going to let you go, not going to let me go, will lead me and you, and your right hand will hold me up. When we think we're at the bottom, Deuteronomy 33, verse 27, who's underneath? So do we ever really reach the bottom? The only bottom we ever reach is his hands, his arms that are underneath. So if I say, surely the darkness will cover me. Oh, I mean, these things look so bad right now. And my thinking, my mindset is overwhelmed with darkness and it's like it's covering me, even the night will be light about me. Uh-huh. Because Jesus is our light in John 8, 12. And there's no darkness in him in 1 John 1, 5. Yea, verse 12 of Psalm 139, the dark darkness hides not from you. <laughs> Even when my thoughts are far away from him, we're not out of his sight. Ever. Matter of fact, in Job 36, verse 7, he never removes his eye from the righteous. Remember, we're the apple of his eye in Zechariah 2, 8, and Psalm 17, verse 8, and Deuteronomy 32, verse 10, we're the apple of the bizarre. You know what that's in the Hebrew? Right in his pupil, we're that little man. We're that little man in his eye. That's who we are. Never removes his eye from the righteous. Listen, could he ever remove his eye from his precious son 
And where are we located? Yes. Yeah, the darkness hides not from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to him. Why? Look at verse 13. Oh, yes, Lord, for you have possessed my reins. Oh, yeah. You have covered me in my mother's womb. You were before me, you were behind me, and you were before me, and your hand was on me. Because you possessed my reins. No one else did. You did. And you covered me in my mother's womb, and I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what God thinks of us. What do we think of ourselves? Do we think with him? Do we agree with him? Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows right well. In other words, I know myself in the consciousness of how he sees me. That's how I see me. That's how I see everything. My substance was not hid from from you. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes did see my substance. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The little fetus in the womb. Your eyes did see my substance. You never removed your eye. Yet being unperfect. What does God think about conception in the womb? What does he think about the little baby in there as it's being curiously wrought? What does God think about it? And, And in your book, all my members were written He designed you and I. We were his work. Which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. Oh, God sees those little babies complete. Oh, yes, he does. They're his work. We're his work. How precious then, Lord, Also are your thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Listen, for all eternity, Jesus Christ, we've said many times, is the full thought of God. And we will never come to the end. In Ephesians 3 and 19, to know the love of God that passes knowledge. We will never come to the end of how much he loves us forever and ever and ever. It'll be a continuous, nonstop, uninterrupted, undisturbed drenching of the love of God on us. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Oh, how precious are your thoughts unto me. Oh, my God. They're more than I could number. 
<laughs> we said today, as, we, as uh, Bruce and I were working, and I was just considering some things in my own personal life, when I have questions and I begin to question God, or when I begin at times to be just so overwhelmed, at times with the evil within me and without, and begin to question and, and, and wonder why about certain things. And then he says to me in Isaiah 40, verse 18, and in Isaiah 40, verse 25, who will you compare me to? I mean, who will you compare me to? I sit in 4022 of Isaiah on the circuit of the earth. And all, everything that's going on there with all those evil people, they're like little grasshoppers to me. But my eye is on you. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he has a love that loves us that will never let us go. And boy, when I awake, and that simply means this. Remember when Paul was talking about and teaching the Thessalonians brand new Christians about the rapture, regardless of those that don't believe in it. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18, he said, their bodies, they sleep. Those that are in his presence right now, their body is sleeping in the dust, waiting to be beautifully given, recreated a glorified body. Their body just sleeps. And what he's saying here, when I awake, in other words, I am still with you because their spirit and soul returned to God in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7, when that silver cord is broken in the golden bowl in verse 6 of Ecclesiastes 12. Then instantly in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, absent from the body present with the Lord, 11 one-hundredths of a second, a twinkling of an eye. And when I awake, I'm still with you. Why? Because you never left me here on this earth ever one time. Why? And we will see why. Why? And then we go to Jeremiah chapter 1. And Jeremiah 1 verse 4. And this is, of course, God speaking to, through the Holy Spirit, is speaking to the prophet Jeremiah. Very personally, but he wants to speak this to us tonight very, very intimately. And even more so. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, and the word of the Lord is coming to us tonight, saying to us, before I formed you in the belly, look at, I knew you. Oh boy, he knows us. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Matter of fact, there's never a time that I haven't known you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. I set you apart as my own. Then, of course, and he says, I ordained. And really, it just simply means I gave. That's the Hebrew for being ordained, given by God. I gave you as a prophet unto the nations. So God not only gave himself to us and gave ourselves to him, but he gave us for others. Oh, yeah. 
Well, then said I, O Lord, Lord God, behold, I can't speak. You know, I can't do anything, God. It just seems like I can't do anything. Do you ever get like that? Oh, yeah. God, it's just sometimes I just don't, I, I don't even think, I can't do anything, God. I can't do anything. I, I'm, I'm just like a child. I mean, I, I'm helpless. <laughs> yeah. We're so dependent. But the Lord said unto me, say not I am a child. Why? For you will go to all that I will send you. Because I'm with you. And I never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm behind you. And I'm before you. And my hand is on you. And the wicked one touches you not. And whatsoever I command you, you will speak. And oh, by the way, because I'm behind you, because I'm before you, in my hand, the hand of grace. Oh boy, First Peter 5, 6. Humble yourself in the sight of God, right? And he will exalt you. Humble yourself under the hand. That's, where's the hand? It's on us. Humble yourself under it. Because he'll exalt you. Because his hand is on you. His hand is on you. And his hand is on me. And be not afraid of their faces. A lot of evil today. A lot of things going on. Listen, be not afraid of their faces. Fear not. Two things that Jesus always said through the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Are you of little faith or are you of great faith? And he always said in response to both, fear not. Fear not. For I am with you. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. I'm with you to deliver you. Then look at verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand. See his hand? See what his hand is always doing? It's always very active towards us, pertaining to his glory and our blessing and protection and our means of security. Then the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. And, O oh God, we should pray Oh boy, and thank him for that, that he can put his words in, into our understanding and we can think with them and know ourselves after them and then speak them out. Then a look at verse 10. We'll close with this. He says, see, see. Okay, we can see. Why? Because I put my words into your mouth, into your understanding. And you can see now. Psalm 36, verse 9, with you, O God, with you, O God, is the fountain of what? Life. And in your light, we will see light. Oh, remember what Jesus said in John 8, verse 12? I am the light of the world. He that walks after me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
In his light, we'll see light. In Christ, his beloved, and where we are, we'll see, we'll have unbelievable, perfect understanding and sight. But see, I have set, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. And this is what God does is doing in us. He does four things to do too. To root out. Oh, I've got to root it out. Anything that would be in you that would cause fear. I'll never be satisfied until you operate and experience my love for you. I, I need to root it out. I need to root out anything that would keep you in a mindset that I'm rejecting you. When all I'm doing in my love is removing in you, we said recently, that that would reject my love or my hand that's on you because I'm behind you. Yes, I am. Oh, yes, I am. And I'm before you. I'm taking care of everything behind you. I've already dealt with it because I'm behind you. And I'm before you. So you can do just what I commanded the children of Israel through Moses in Exodus 14, verse 15. Go forward. Go forward. I'll give you energy. I'll give you strength in Psalm 68, verse 28. I'll give you all the strength you need. I'll give you my own strength to go forward. So, that, so I have to root it out. And I have to pull down Pull down. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. He doesn't want us living in something that is not of him, an imagination. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And what's the knowledge of God? It's a love that passes knowledge. And to destroy. Go in and just obliterate that fear. <laughs> obliterate object, uh, rejection. Just get it out. Explode it. Destroy it. <laughs> the fear. The insecurity. The unbelief. Oh, out it goes. And to throw down to throw it down. Next time that thing comes, it's destroyed already. Throw it down. Through Christ, we throw it down. Because this is what he has for us, and that's all he has for us, is to build yourself up on your most holy faith, who he is in you and who you are in him. And then when you do that, when you understand you have that light, the light of, of literally how God sees you keep yourself in the love of God. You keep yourself in the love that's been perfected concerning you even before you were in the womb. And that love that was forming you in the womb is the same love and the same God who's behind you, who's before you, and has his hand on you to build and to plant. To build and to plant. And then finally, that's why it says in Ephesians 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace are you saved 
for grace, for by grace you are. Listen, look at what it says. Are you? You are delivered. Salvation. You're delivered from everything. You are. Through faith, through absolute dependence, and that not of yourselves. <laughs> we don't have to try to depend on ourselves to depend. God will work it in us. Because he's going to remove those four things in Jeremiah 1.10 to do the two. Why? Watch what it says. It is the gift of God. Do we work for gifts? Or do we just receive them because the person that gives them to us gives them to us, loves us. Not of works. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Verse 10. Look at what it says again. For we are, who's we? That's you and I. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Which God hath before, when was that? On eternity past. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them and walk only in them by walking only in him who accomplished them. <laughs> so we have the operation of God putting us into his place. And that place is Christ. It is in Christ I am sitting, resting. Restless until I rest in him. Where's God resting? Where's God the Father resting? He's resting in his son. Where does he want me to rest? To rest in his son. To rest. And to rest only in him. Because that, this makes us his workmanship. And God is working. And in this working process, he'll keep us humble. In much, much greater degrees of it. Much, much greater, greater, greater degrees of it. So, Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We just thank you for your thoughts that we cannot number. In Psalm 1, 39, 17, there was a time when men thought that they could number the stars in our galaxy. They came up with the best that they could come up with as the telescopes and those different things that could reach far out into space and far out into our galaxy, they could count 350 million stars. That's, that's the best they could calculate in our galaxy. And then knowledge was increased and now they found out there's over 350 million galaxies. Where can we go from his presence? Where can we flee? Where he's not behind us, where he's not before us, and with his hand that created everything is on us. 
if we doubt him, then who can we compare to him? Who compares to him? Who's that intimate with us? Who can we liken him to? Is there anybody like him? No. None like him. Keep our minds stayed on you, Lord. You will keep us in peace that's been completed pertaining to us. When our mind is stayed on you, we have the mind of Christ and Christ is our peace. And we're going to trust you. So thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening in. We hope you were blessed and God was glorified. Feel free to go to our website at awordofgrace.org for daily posts and teachings.